and welcome to the Room to Talk podcast. I'm Hannah and I have a bonus episode for you today. This episode was recorded two years ago during Mental Health Awareness Week back in 2001. We invited Jafrin and Munira, two mental health activists from Bengali and Somali communities in Cardiff, to talk about their experiences of mental health stigma and to discuss ways to tackle it in their communities. Hi Jafrin and Munira, thanks so much for coming on to Time to Change Wales' podcast. I'd like to start by asking you both about what mental health stigma looks like to you. Let's start with Munira first and then we can go to Jafrin. Yeah, definitely. I had this discussion with my friend not too long ago, actually. And we were saying how, you know, if we look at, obviously, I can just speak on experience coming from Somali background. But if we look at our parents, our grandparents, you know, our the older generation that are around us, when they sort of come to the UK, we can't even, you know, imagine the amount of stuff that they went through coming to a country that they don't know the language, they don't know anybody, they don't know the way that the, the country works or anything like that. So they've more or less chances are they they were going through some sort of mental health issue so depression or something like that or anxiety for example and because it probably didn't even c- cross their mind to go and seek help and they just had to bottle it up and sort of firm it and you know in Somali we say nagnol skadig so that just literally just means make yourself as if though you're you know a strong woman for example um I think because that's the sort of upbringing that our parents and our grandparents had where you know everybody just had to be tough and push everything all the issues that they had to the side and I think that was the sort of um upbringing that our parents and our grandparents had but with us I think because I don't know how to explain it but I just think we take we take things a lot differently and we see mental health in a whole different light but yeah I think that's just something really important to touch on you know how different generations see mental health a lot different to we were we do what Manira was saying about um the 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 generation that had migrated is so important like I I talk about this all the time um we must understand where they're coming from to be able to even relate slightly if we can um obviously they've made so many sacrifices like i think about my grandparents and my parents specifically like for when they'd had to come here to give me the luxuries that i i have now um the, the sacrifices they must have made like i could never really imagine um hence why i i can understand that they say you know just be strong and you'll get through it and because they've also been strong and they've gotten through it but they don't also understand the the fact that like it has been detrimental to their mental health whether they have acknowledged it or not um and again like i said before it can come through in their physical health and i think something that i've been like speaking to my immediate family about a lot more so is especially where the spiritual side is concerned talking about while being from a spiritual perspective like obviously i'm muslim so you know i i would say about how Allah has created you know our minds and um what what are we without our minds in that sense and instilling that in them through like just open conversation and like I think just talking about things like breathing techniques and it seems so basic or some people might deem it as very like um oh what is it someone in my family loves saying this is like very snowflakey and I'm like, well, no, like when a woman's in labor, they literally tell her to breathe. <laughs> when you're going through an anxiety attack or a panic attack, the one thing they tell you to do is control your breathing. So I think it's important on a daily to practice certain things like breathing and um, saying like, you know, 
opening that conversation about why do you think that like praying in the way that we do like five times a day and having these movements and and being so focused on one thing what do you think that actually does for your mind why do you think God has prescribed this to us it's important to understand that from a mental health perspective because you know it is an outlet but why is it an outlet and um really delving in deeper because um what you were saying about the stigma of being like so-called crazy and and um the religious side of things is super difficult especially if people aren't spiritually connected like I can read the Quran and this is from personal experience where you can read but it's not really going in you can pray but it's not really like it's not doing anything it's not manifesting inside you if that makes sense whereas like if you're more so spiritually connected then that will benefit you but that's the whole of the journey on its own um and I think there's so much work to be done on that side of things but yeah like being mindful and I feel like introducing them to mindfulness within religion is a massive way to be able to have these conversations um and make them a bit more aware of certain things of um you know even going through like the uh we call the like the the life the life of the prophet like is called the sira so like when we study that and I'm getting super religious now (laughs) but like we kind of talk about like um the trauma that the Prophet ﷺ had gone through. And I think all these signposts and these anecdotes are amazing to be able to tell the old generation and, and get those conversations rolling. Um, obviously, if they are coming from more of a religious standpoint, which is, I think, in our communities, very prominent, like they will speak about religion before they speak about anything else when it comes to like um, mental health. Um, but yeah, the other side of it is very much like the embarrassment and it's so sad because people do give you the side eye um, because depression is a label very much so. Um, and I think it's about detaching from that label and being like, well, no, you know, people can look happy, but still have depression. People can be completely functioning and have depression and and um, taken away from just certain like, yeah, just the certain stigma that's attached to um, even things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. There's so much negative like stuff out there um, about it. And it's about just educating them in like the smaller ways. And like, I feel like I say educating them, but also myself, because I'm learning every day. And I also think as accepting as our generation are, we've also got to be super understanding of what they've been through and um why they're projecting so much on us because um yeah having conversations with my grandparents and parents there's so much generational trauma and it's so sad and you're almost like how you know like how can we start doing this or like having these conversations now it's so difficult to unpack like a lifetime's worth of trauma um it's a very very sensitive thing and a lot of the time they what what we would deem as problematic I think they're in a position where they don't they honestly don't think it's a problem hence why they want to seek it they seek help thanks guys you've both touched on a very important point the idea that we must first understand religion and culture before we even talk to the older generation about mental health or anyone else for that matter as it'll definitely help us to make more informed approaches so my follow-up question to that is how do we improve the dialogue around mental health in the community um so yeah I think just like going into communities um and building my trust and that rapport like um and it takes like that's like years worth of work like it's it's really got to be drip fed into communities and community settings um but also just having like 
really familiar faces I think is important so like you guys just having us on here like I know um that's big because I'm going to go away and speak to my friends about it I'll probably speak to my mum about it later um and yeah also having like things like sorry translators um I think is important someone who can because I know my Bengali is so broken um and there's a lot of words that I probably won't be able to say but having maybe practitioners or like community members or people who are very open to talk about these things um who can speak the languages really well is very very key because I do feel like a lot of community members miss out on really good services because of the language barriers and also just having like a look into what access barriers could be so is it disability is it um you know like I said before is it just the call time on the phone because a lot of um like for example I know if my dad wanted to reach a service he will not wait even two minutes on the phone to get across to somebody so it's like things like that um because they you don't want people to see it as a, a burden to reach and ask for help and support or to to gain traction or an interest in something like this um so yeah, you want to make it very super accessible. So it's about looking at those means and seeing what we can do. Um, yeah, also looking at maybe successful models in certain communities and what they're doing um, is really important. But yeah, so it's a lot of work and anything that, you know, we would start would be very much drip fed and it would take a lot of time to kind of manifest in the community. Thanks, Jafrin. You've really shared some fantastic points there. Just wondering, Manira, what are your thoughts on how to tackle mental stigma in your community? Yeah, um, I completely agree with Jafrin, especially with, um, you know, having translators in place who can, um, you know, have these discussions, especially with the older generation. I think it's that's really crucial. And um, just in general, having more open discussions like this on mental health like I'm really glad that you guys have done such a thing like this because I think a lot of people see um you know professionals see ethnic minority communities as a hard to reach group so to speak so the fact that you guys are sort of um reaching out and showing that you know we are trying to do something um I think is really good and another thing that I was thinking of is potentially holding like workshops or um, some sort of events with fam, even if it is virtual, with families and parents from ethnic minority backgrounds to sort of help them understand and acknowledge the different types of mental health. Um, because I think, you know, I've spoken personally quite a lot about um, anxiety and depression, but like Jaffa was saying, there's so many more um, PTSD, there's um, more psychotic um, disorders, eating disorders postnatal depression is so much and I think we need to sort of um help people understand the different types and the signs that somebody may be going through a mental health issue or more so the solutions I think we need to sort of look more towards solutions as well I guess encouraging people who are suffering to talk more openly um with a trusted family or friend or relative at first I think speaking the first time will be the most difficult part for most for most people um, but, you know, if they have these discussions with a trusted family member or a friend, it can sort of help them take that st- another step forward to seek help from a professional. And another thing, potentially requesting to speak, you know, if somebody does go to a professional, requesting to speak with a professional who's from an ethnic minority background, you know, even if it is somebody who's from this from a different um, ethnicity to you but the same religious background I think just so that there's some sort of understanding there 
as to you know where it may stem from or what barriers they may face I think that is a really crucial step to take as well. Yes those are some really fantastic points there Manira particularly around seeking mental health support from professionals who also come from the same background as you as I'm sure it'll be really helpful in quickly establishing that understanding and relatability particularly around aspects such as culture and religion. What about you, Jeffrey? Do you feel like there should be different approaches in tackling stigma in the community? Um, I think, yeah, it's something that needs to be looked into. I can't really personally say because I'm only from like one community, really. But yeah, like there's so many different avenues to go through. Um, and like I said about barriers, there's so many different barriers that people face. So, um, you know, there could be a higher proportion of people who are, um, you know, don't have like for example, like literacy skills compared to like, you know, trans- needing a translator or like disability access or childcare or um, old people, young people. There's like so many different factors. So I think it it should definitely be like need based and everyone kind of collecting the information and seeing what's prominent. And, and yeah, I think any approach to any community and youth led work should always be need based and be consulted from within the community and having like a very um like bottom-up approach that makes sense so yeah I think it's important to like have these conversations with the people first and foremost who are embedded within the communities and people who are um going through it essentially to be able to speak on these things and gaining like a what is it like a collective voice yeah thanks so much for your points there Jeffrey. yes we can all agree that information in different languages is so important we've now come to the end of the podcast everyone Thanks so much, Jeffrey and Manira, for coming on and speaking with me. I'd like to open up the floor for some final reflections before we wrap up. Let's start with you, Manira, and then we can go to Jeffrey. Yeah, sure. Um, sort of, I guess, in a nutshell, I think, you know, to anybody listening out there, I think it's really important to have discussions about mental health with your peers, with your friends, with your family members. And I think the initial step is to normalise these discussions. So because it's currently looked as if though it's a taboo and there's a stigma that's attached to it I think the more discussions that we have the I guess the more likely that this taboo won't really exist you know like we're hoping that within the next x amount of years that people are you know actively seeking help from professionals if they are from ethnic minority backgrounds and they are openly having these discussions with their friends and family members and they're not shying away from it because they don't want to be looked at or perceived in a certain way. And I think, you know, if you are somebody who is going through something, definitely go ahead and speak with a, you know, close trusted family member or a friend. I think it's really important to do that as an initial step. But I mean, if you're you're more than willing to go to speak to a professional, I really do encourage that. But yeah, there are facilities in place and there are organisations in place like MIND. So definitely um, reach out should you need any help. Um, yeah, just thank you so much for um, starting off this conversation, really. And it's so important to have platforms like this. And um, like Manira said, literally echoing everything that Manira just said, um, is so important if you listen to this and you can relate and um, you're going through certain things and you feel really alone, please like just talk to someone. Um, and it's also important to when you do speak to somebody or if you are thinking about it yourself, um, seeing what you want to gain out of it and ensuring that you kind of because I've had moments where I've spoken to people and I've not really gotten anything from it but all in all it's like I need to I need to kind of feel like okay after I speak to somebody how am I looking to feel 
And um, it's that like you want to feel light, you want to feel like you're not alone in the situation. And there's so many agencies and avenues. And obviously with mine, it's, it's amazing. Like I've done courses with you guys and like even just this now is great and what you guys are doing. And hopefully like you'll be doing those more in the community as well. So that'll be amazing. Um, but yeah, like it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you both for your fantastic contributions. Now, if anyone would like more information about Time to Change Wales, then please head on over to our website, www.timetochangewales.org.uk. And if you have a query, then please do email us on info at timetochangewales.org.uk. Thanks, Jeffrey and Manira, for coming on and speaking with me. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Look out for more Room to Talk episodes coming soon. Bye for now.